Welcome to another episode of the Salt City Sports Podcast. It is Tuesday, March 20th. I'm your host, Chase Carter, joined here with my brother, Clay. What's up, man? Let's get it, Chase. Woo, what a good weekend. We had a big weekend together, Chase. We were down in Vegas for March Madness. Um, we're going to go over some stories from our trip that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got peaks and valleys. Uh, we're going to do picks for the weekend coming up. And a little bit of jazz talk. We'll also hit the, you know, BYU and Utah. Uh, BYU finished up their their season and Utah's still playing. So we'll do a little recap on what's going mm-hmm. on with the local teams. Um, lots of hoops. And then we got a Vegas edition food review. Yeah, I'm super excited. So uh, just a quick shout out to, to Clay. Just so you guys know, you listeners, Clay's putting some extra work. It is actually Clay's birthday today. Uh, for a few minutes longer since it is so late. <sighs> Happy birthday to my big guy. He's putting in the extra work, recording an episode yeah. on the night of his birthday. Well, thanks, bro. You know, like I say, birthdays are weird once you get to a certain age. I feel old, especially after that weekend. I used to be able to go to Vegas for four nights, and now I'm like bowing out after two because I'm an old man. But <laughs> um, yeah, Chase, that's how just how dedicated I am. You know, Pod never, never sleeps, so... On on the big uh, B day, I'm down here recording, but um, you know it's a little late, so not my birthday for much longer. We better we better get on it. We better get going. Yeah, they say money never sleeps, and neither does the Salt City Sport Podcast. So love it. Um, let's jump into it, and and we're gonna do our peaks and valleys. But I kind of want you to set the scene for us. So why don't you tell everybody about the Vegas trip and kind of the history behind it, and 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 kind of the tradition it is. So I've been going down. Uh, opening weekend, March Madness for, I think maybe 13 years, Chase. Um, and it's been every year. My birthday is always, it's obviously it's today. Sometimes it's right on the weekend, but it's always this week. And March Madness is just awesome. Like, especially for gambling. Um, there's so many games each day, you know, obviously the opening round and those first four days, um, college basketball is awesome. The tournament's awesome. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves March Madness. And then in Vegas, where we go, we stay at the Westgate, which has the largest sports book in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And they also have a movie theater. It's literally a movie theater, Chase. Auditorium seating. You've been there. Um, it's got five movie uh, theater screens. They've upgraded the screens now. And they have five games going at all times. And you just sit, walk in there. They have waitresses bringing you food and drinks all day. You sit and gamble on the games, and there's nothing like it. I love it, and uh, I'm glad that you've been coming with us. You've probably come down not, what four or five years in a row? I think I think it was my fifth. Yeah, this so, year was my fifth year. Um, the thing I love about it is I, it, I do meet up with a couple of buddies that I don't get to see very often. Two of my best friends live out of state, and this is like a once-a-year trip where we all— right. And they're, they're you guys think I'm a degenerate? My buddy Mark and my bu- buddy Justin are insane, and they they come down and and throw down with me. So yeah, they they make it a good birth uh, birthday week for me. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I start like I said, I started coming a couple years ago, and I'm addicted to it. It's just you can't beat the scene, the atmosphere. There's a room full of 500, probably 99 percent dudes screaming at college athletes. Thousand, fifteen hundred dudes maybe. Yeah, screaming I mean, at at a game that's 11 points. 
differential, but the spread's 12 and there's a minute left and yep. they're freaking out and half the side has the over half the side or half the side has one team, half the side has the other. It's just, it's the greatest atmosphere ever. You saw the videos this week from it, but, but there really is nothing like a sports book on like a buzzer beater that affects the spread or whatever. Oh, it's madness. I it's love it. March madness. Um, so to kind of set that scene, um, we're going to get into our peaks and valleys now. Um, my last, I've realized my last couple of peaks and valleys have been gym related. And I was thinking like, why is that? And it's mostly because I work at home. And so a lot of my social interactions come from the gym with people because I'm usually just at home otherwise. And, uh, or out doing stuff, but like, it's weird. I guess, I guess that's like where most of my, where I recognize stuff or whatever. But last episode, I gave a lot of heat to CrossFit. And I get, I get talked a lot of crap. We got a lot of clap back from yeah. your comments, Chase. I, we did. So when you're going to go off the rail like that, can you go ahead and just say those are, those are, you know, takes that are your own and you're not representing the whole podcast because geez, we were, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know you were such a defendant of, of the, we just process. had a couple people chirping. Yeah. One in particular. Um, <laughs> and you know, that was our buddy, Mark, Clay's friend, Mark. So, Mark is a CrossFitter and I would say is in the upper echelon of CrossFit athletes because I would consider him an actual like CrossFit athlete, not just a person who does CrossFit. Um, He's on a competitive team and he lives in Sacramento right now, but he's so serious about this team that he's still on because he just, he recently moved from Portland, right? Yeah. So his team's still in Portland. His team's still in Portland. So he flies out once a week, usually on weekends, to Portland to train with them. To work out. This guy's yeah. nuts. He's crazy. So, And this is mostly because right now is the CrossFit Open, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's this five, six, seven-week thing. I don't know how long it is. I think it's five weeks where you compete. They give a workout out on a Thursday night. You get to do it that weekend. You get to turn a score in. The best teams get to go to regionals. Those teams get to go to the CrossFit Games, which is usually on TV. So Mark is on a good team, right? He's part of a good team. He's in incredible shape. His plan for this trip was the workout was going to come out Thursday night at like five or whatever. He was going to look at it. He so we, f- so Chase, we always fly in Wednesday night. Yeah, night we fly in Wednesday night. We've been there a whole day. Yeah, basically. before the the night before the tourney starts. Right. We, so we're in there Wednesday night, and he was going to fly. So the workout was going to come out Thursday. He was going to fly early Friday morning back to Portland, work out, then fly back to Vegas to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, don't do that. That's ridiculous. I'll just do the workout with you. Let's just do it in Vegas thinking like whatever, you know? And he's like, are you serious? You're really going to do it with me? Promise. Promise. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it with you. I don't care. I just, I didn't think for anything of it. And I was like, I'll support you and do it. You know? Did you think you were just going to be like filming him and not? Well, I you- thought like, I thought a lot of things, <laughs> but one of them isn't, I mean, I don't want to, you yeah. know, ruin it, but, um, let's just say I was pleasantly surprised. So the workout comes out and I didn't know these are like, crazy workouts on purpose right because they're trying to get the best of the best mm-hmm. and um mark's super nice he finds a crossfit gym we can go to in vegas friday morning comes you know i've had 10 hours of sleep in the last two nights we're both pretty tired but we get our pre-workout in we get the caffeine going we go to this gym and anyways you have to do this you have to do this workout that's pretty intense it was 21 15 and 9 um deadlifts so those are the sets you do 21 reps then 15 reps then nine reps and then after you do the 21 you do 21 
handstand push-ups. Then you go to 15, 15 deadlifts, mm-hmm. 15 handstand push-ups. And the weights were set at 225, so two plates on each side. And then you do it again. But this time you do 305 on the deadlift. And instead of the handstand push-ups, you do handstand walks. You basically walk on your hands for a certain amount of 50 feet, I think it was. So, um, and on top of all that, you only have nine minutes to complete it. That's so So you get as far as you can in nine minutes. And then the, for the amount that you don't finish, you get penalized. It's kind of mm-hmm. how, that's how you get scored. So I was like. So, and oh lowest God. score wins because it's the least amount of penalties you incur. Yeah, like you get penalties are points and then right. you don't want points basically. So, um, Mark goes first and I film him and I scoring him and everything and cheering him on. And I was like, and he got to the handstand walks. So he got pretty far. I'm pretty sure he's the only guy in the gym that got that far. Really? Yeah. There was some, another dude that was doing the scaled down version. You can do like an easier version, but he wasn't lifting as heavy as Mark or doing other stuff as heavy as Mark. Is everyone so. doing this at the same time? Everyone's doing the same stuff. Everyone and you're doing it. it, but you, but they do a couple of sets. Partner, your partner, your partner, oh, up. partnered up. So, Partner one was going. You got to always have a buddy. Yeah, because the other person scores and makes oh, sure wow. you're doing your reps and okay. all that crap. So um, then my turn comes and I'm a little nervous. You know, I'm like, okay, like 225 deadlift, like three ACL surgeries. Like deadlift isn't my favorite, but whatever. I'm not going to be a, a wuss. So I uh, get through it. And, oh, and by the way, I didn't even do the handstand pushups because I just did. I like my neck. I didn't want to break it. Um and so I just did, you can do like regular pushups. So I'm basically doing a scaled down version, right? Yeah. So I do the 21, 21, 15, 15, nine, nine. And every time I stop, Mark is like on the bar, let's go. Come on, you, you wuss. Come I mean, he was saying other things, oh, but he was, that doesn't sound nice at all. <laughs> he was coaching me that up. Sounds rude. Yeah. He was being Unpleasant. rude, but, but just coaching <laughs> me up, you know, and he's an intense dude. It got to the point where I think he could see I was like shrug dogging because mm-hmm. there was like seven and a half minutes and I needed to put two another plate on each side and go to 305 for the deadlift. And I'm like, and he's like, just leave the plates off. Just do it again. And I'm like, okay. I get like nine reps in to the 21 set and I think I'm done. That's how like delirious I became. And there was like, he's like, you have 12 more reps. I think I got to like, I don't know. I got to, I think 15 maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. And the buzzer went off and I just laid down. Best thing you've ever heard. And I had been, my, I would, my body was just completely defeated. And so basically my Valley is the aftermath. We go back to the hotel and Mark's like, man, my back and my legs are starting to hurt. I'm like, mine are fine. I'm okay. And I'm thinking like, well, he lifted a lot heavier than I, well, Saturday comes around and we're, we take, we take off Saturday Mm-hmm. And I'm having a hard time standing up straight because my back hurts so bad and my hamstrings are so tight. Sunday comes around. I can no longer walk without grimacing. I come no. home. Britt's mad because she wants me to help with the baby. And I'm just like, Ugh, uh. I was doing that. I was, do, I was uh, milking. I it. looked like I was 95 <laughs> years old and my hamstrings were that sucks, like wet dude. noodles. Ugh. So I was just like, I've never bash something so hard but when i did one of their workouts i've never been so sore in my life it literally put me down for two days i couldn't karma so little uh little crossfit karma and uh i just want to give quick props to all the true crossfitters out there mark included wow Uh, but not all the fake crossfitters who go for the social activity only okay still had to get that in there yep all right so my i'll go with my valley chase um actually i'll do them together my peak kind of leads into my valley so Speaking of Mark, the gentleman that he is, 
He got he uh, called and set a sick uh, sick ride up for us from when we flown in, uh, flew. Wow, I can't talk. When we flew into Vegas that night, Wednesday mm-hmm. night. It's a beautiful flight, folks. Uh, it's like fifty minutes in the air. You get there before you even leave because it's you know you get the hour change, and so. Um, we flew in. Mark had set up this ride for us because we were all going to fly in at the same time. He got he got so sick of waiting. He couldn't take, you know, he had to get to Vegas as soon as possible. He actually calls the day before, changes his flight to arrive at like 5 instead of 9.30. Just so he could be in Vegas four hours earlier to hit the tables and whatnot. So he schedules a sick ride and he doesn't even, he's not even there to see it. But it was cool. When we landed, we walk out. Um... Obviously, we didn't check bags or anything because we're not dumb. We have our carry-ons. If you've ever been at McCarran Airport, it is like getting a taxi there is insane. Mm-hmm. They have Lyft and Uber now, but it's this huge line that goes down one side of the freaking terminal um, where you exit, and it's got like five switchbacks. I mean, it's nuts. So he it's like actually Disneyland, but oh, without the fun ride. Exactly. So he got us a limo, which was awesome, and the dude... I wish he was it had my name on the sign, but you walk up and it says Mark, you know, last name. I'll keep that confidential. But it's like, oh, there we are. So we walk out with the dude, super cool guy, and we hop in this limo. It wasn't a traditional limo. It wasn't like an excursion limo, but it was a some type of SUV limo. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. You get in, you know, Chase was playing DJ. They had like all these free drinks, the lights, everything. Only song I could play was Africa by Toto. <laughs> <laughs> which is a banger that really set the mood for the whole <laughs> yes, for the whole freaking weekend but um the ride was awesome i mean it's short you know you can get to the westgate pretty quick from the airport mm-hmm. we were in the i don't know how long we were actually in the car i hop out i'm gonna tip the dude 20 bucks for each of us so i go to give him 60 bucks and you know shake his hand and we're on our way we're walking in i'm excited walking into the casino i'm trying to realize how much money i I'm going to throw down. I pull out my wallet, realize I gave him a 20 for me, a 20 for Kelvin, and a $100 bill for me. So the dude got a $140 tip. So I'm already like down whatever, you know, 100 bucks before I even set foot in the in the Westgate. <laughs> Not so a good omen. That was a little bit of a bummer. Um, so that limo ride was awesome. Thanks, Mark. But right, you know, right after that, bam. Valley. Start, starting off with a loser. Yep. Um, so that's your peak and your valley. Yeah. Basically, the limo ride and then tipping incorrect. There were so many peaks and valleys this weekend. But I know. Weekend. <laughs> I know. Let me get into mine. So mine's mine is a a wild ride, if you will. Um, so like Clay said, there's there's a a theater that's like sits a couple thousand people. That's where we spent the majority of our time watching games. Mm-hmm. And then you walk back and forth between the sports book to place bets. They have a satellite station to place bets at. There's so many people there. You have to wait in lines. Like. So there's a lot of walking around and stuff to like try and find a closer line, like a shorter line or get some food or it, be, it used to be a better kept secret. It's caught some yeah. wind these last couple of years. It's like a, it's an event now. Well, and they just did, I think the guy, the taxi driver 16. said $16 million renovation. They put in, um, nicer TV screens. Like you said, they're incredible. They put three restaurants in the sports book, which are really nice. There's like a American fair, um, a sub joint and then, uh, Mexican. Yep. And before it was just like a deli. Right. So and they pumped it up in the theater. They still have like cheap, um, they have a bar and then they have like wings, hot dogs and like cheap little pizzas, like $3 hot dogs. Yeah. yeah like $4 pizzas. It's, yeah. you can eat pretty cheap at, in the theater. Yeah. And so, which is nice good about yourself. Yeah. It's bad food, but it's so 
anyways, like I got in this really, really bad habit early on <laughs> of when I would lose, I'd have to just go take a walk. <laughs> and one of the worst things, I'm sure this is like in every like gambling addictions book. One of the worst things you can do is when you're mad is gamble, right? Like that's what you should not do. Oh yeah. Tilting. Yeah. Right. Tilting. Right. You exactly. Get, get emotional and you then get emotional. You make dumb decisions. Like losing a big poker hand. All of a sudden you start playing super loose. Yeah. And you're going to lose more because you're dumb. You Cause dumb. you're mad. Yeah. You try and get it all back. Right. In one swing. Right. So, um, the sports equivalent is, you know, in football when somebody tries to throw an 80 yard pass or down two touchdowns when it's like, you don't need to do that. And they end up throwing a pick or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I walk out, I had just lost a very, very close over. Um, I don't even remember the game, which is sad, but if the dude like the, the on the winning team, I can see, I don't even remember who it was got fouled with like 12 seconds left because it was still like a six point game. He tried to make two free throws and then easily that, that hits the cover, right? He misses both of them. Double bonus. So then I'm thinking, well, the, the, the losing team will come down and shoot a three or at the very least get like that cheap layup. Right. Um, quick score. He misses the two free throws. They come down, miss the three. Don't take the cheap layup. The other team gets the ball. Dribble Under out. five seconds, dribble out. I lose the over by one. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, it wasn't a lot of money I had on it. I think it was like 20 bucks, but it was a parlay with another one I'd already won. So oh. I thought the over was uh, was like easy, you know? So, oh, I think it was, uh, I think it was Duke. I, uh, Duke Iona. Iona. Yeah. We, we love that over, right? We all had the over. I think what that's a, a team bad, over. dude, yeah. that was such a bad beat. That yeah, over. it was it's awful. Sick. The, 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 uh, it wasn't Bagley. It was the other guy. Missed the two free throws late and it was just like, I think they missed four down the stretch. Yeah. But we all had that over. Yeah. So I was just super frustrated. So I walk out to the casino area. And those who know me know that I have a hankering for slots. I love them. And uh, you said slots? Yeah, slots. Okay. And this machine had kind of been speaking to me, right? All Was weekend. Winking at you when you walked by. I had, already been, I had already been playing. <laughs> I'd already had some good luck on the slots. I'd already been playing the Goonies machine. I had the sloth bonus. Hey, you guys. <laughs> No, seriously, he's, he does the hey you guys scene, they play it, and I he comes, he rips down the pirate screen, and as he rips down, money falls out, Yeah, get money, Love and I it. won like a hundred bucks on it, and then I played Wonder Woman, and like put my money in, spin once, bonus, 28 free spins, and got like another hundred dollars, and cash right out, went to bed the night before, so I'm like, feeling pretty good about slots, right, but I saw this Willy Wonka machine, and I was like, I freaking love Willy Wonka, because I've played it before, in Mesquite, another time but this one's different this is like the upgraded version there's like three screens you have to look at and it, it's so ridiculous but it gives you the option you can bet like one two three four five six dollars or you can bet um two no what is it two yeah two three or six dollar increments mm-hmm. but if you bet those you get more Willy Wonka bonuses. Are you doing are you doing max bets on all these? So I'm doing the middle. I'm betting $3. So I put a $100 bill in okay. and I'm willing to just lose that. Right. And uh what is that like like 33 spins basically, right? Yeah. And but I'm doing the like I want more bonuses feature. And it's the Oompa Loompa bonus. So the Oompa Loompas just show up at a random and they give oh you, they come in and they like make your reels bigger and they'll stretch it out and like all this crazy stuff happens and 
So I'm doing that, and I, I get an Oompa Loompa bonus, and I win like 27 bucks, and I was like, this is awesome, you know? And then they come in, and they do it again, and, and they make the reels like super high, because I think the reels are normally like four by four, mm-hmm. and they went up to like 15 by like seven. So it was like tons of ways to win. Yeah. And there's usually a bunch of wilds and stuff. People who don't play slots, this makes no sense to, but it <laughs> makes complete sense to me. Um, and then they have the game bonus, which is you get the Everlapsing Gobstopper. I'm really dragging this out. I'll, I'll speed it up. I get the Everlapsing Gobstopper bonus. Gobstopper bonus. It sh- they shoot the Everlapsing Gobstopper into like basically a pinball machine, and it okay. pins around, and then you, you get like four to four or five different types of bonuses. Oh my gosh! Chips. My lands, mine lands in this little cup thing that says like spin the wheel, and above the yes slot machine, there's a big wheel, and it has prize money on it. Is it a manual pull down wheel? No, it's just like oh, you, you just, just like spin just, the wheel. You just yeah. hit a button and it spins. Okay. So it's it's cut up into different pie pieces, right? And all of them have um like seventy five dollars, a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Uh I think the biggest one I saw was like maybe seven hundred and fifty dollars. And for those who don't know, slot machines trick you and they don't put the cent decimal in. And so if you get four hundred credits, that's four dollars. So it's basically pennies is what you're playing with, mm-hmm. right? So I spin the big wheel. Of course, it lands on. You lose, you get nothing. And it plays the scene from the movie. You know, you bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized. Yeah, yeah. You get nothing. Yeah, you lose, you get nothing. Good day, sir. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And I was down to like... You stole fizzy lifting yeah, drinks. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and I was just like super pissed. And so I was like, really? Like I, Because I, I was down now. I'd like spent a lot of money trying to get this bonus. I think I was down to like 28 bucks <clears throat> and I was like, this is a joke. Like I got the bonus and then win nothing. Mm-hmm. And it says, Oh, you didn't think that was going to be it. Did you? And it gives me four pieces of candy to choose from. And I'm just like, whatever. And I click one and it has a one and a bunch of zeros after it. And I was like, I think I just won a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Cause it said a hundred thousand and I was like, Holy shit. And then it plays this big one lights and sirens start going off and also in the scene plays where he goes charlie you've won oh my god and i'm just like oh my gosh i've won and it puts me into the golden elevator that they're in at the end are people looking at you shoots off i stand up and i'm looking around like like people look at this and one dude's like sipping on a beer like giving me side eye like what's going on over there i'm like i think you just want a ton of money and in my mind i'm like okay remember the pennies thing i'm like okay at the very little at the very least you just won 10 grand the very least Mm mm-hmm well, the credits come out and it was actually a thousand dollars. So, I mean, it's still like super awesome. Yeah, right? It was like 1100, but right? I went from a hundred to 10,000 to with the bonus, it ended up being $1,100. Yeah. And I, I ended up tweeting out a ticket, but I won. So I won a thousand dollars on Willy Wonka. There you go. And it was my peak and it was awesome. Dude. I love that they play all those animations. It was like my favorite parts of that yeah. movie. Oh, it you was great. I mean? Yeah. Like, you, like the Charlie, and on the sloth on Goonies, won. it was like the sloth. Oh, oh, it's awesome. down. So I'm a slot addict. And uh, next time, grab me. Paid. All right. That's awesome. Well, one thing's for sure. You know how to tell a story, Chase. Good Lord. That velvet tongue just painted a picture. Well, I wanted everybody to be. Uh, it was a big moment for me. That was big. Never had you that came big back of a in the theater. Way. Grant, oh. like ear to ear, this smile, like Run, I was running. Yeah. I think I ran. Look at this! It was awesome. Like it's so much fun ticket. when someone there wins like a bit, like a grand, like that. It's just like yeah, it was exciting. Fun. So, um, we should jump into the March Madness chase. Let's do it. Um, real quick, let's let's just talk about the uh, giant 
golden retriever in the room, Clay. Okay. Um, if you guys are subscribers and listeners, you listened to last week. And I gave out the defensive-minded number one overall seed, Virginia. Um, yep. The Who's. The Hoosies. Not the Hoosiers. Uh, to win it all. Yeah, you did. I gave them out. We, we each gave out who we liked to win it all, and you you had an emphatic Virginia pick. Um, little did they know that uh, UMBC had other plans. And obviously everyone knows that it doesn't live under a rock. UMBC Golden Retrievers or Retrievers, whatever. I don't think it's Golden Retrievers. But um, one, first time a 16 seed's ever beaten a one seed. And number one overall seed. And... Uh, it wasn't just like a win. It they like I'll just come out and say it. They got their asses kicked. You know, it's funny because it it's funny that you gave them out. It that's why we love this tournament. That's yeah, the best. Like, and and we to kind of I was on kind of the same side chase because I said I really liked Penn against mm-hmm. Kansas. Mm-hmm. I picked the freaking wrong 16 seed. I did not think it would be that Virginia game. Um, but you know that that. Watching that game in Vegas and like, you know, everyone starts hearing about it. If you're a sports fan, it's like turn the game on. There's a 16 seed being a one seed. Like that is a historic thing we've got to watch, right? For all the obvious reasons. Like it never happened is incredible. Bummer you were on the wrong side of it. Um, DeAndre Hunter got hurt for the Virginia and didn't play in that game. That news came out kind of late. Yeah. It was weird. I I don't know. I think that played a lot bigger role than people realize because he's probably their best defender. They probably put him... On that uh, uh, little guard, yeah, not the little little oh, teeny the, guy, but yeah. the the dude that went off Lyles. for twenty eight. Yeah. Lyles, yeah, they put him on Lyles. I, I I don't know if that totally affects the game, right. but at the end of the day, um, UMBC spread Virginia out and knocked shots down. Yeah. That's exactly and, what they and did. won all their one on one matchups. Like everyone beat their guy all night. Normally, when something like that happens, um, it is a miracle. It comes down to like. The one seed making no shots all night, shooting 20% from the field. The other team getting hot and making like 70% of their threes. And yeah, then, it was like, and Lee, then it was winning, like Lehigh over Duke, a 15 over a two. It and then winning a on very, a very, very close game. Winning on a buzzer beater. Yeah. This was like an, a legitimate beatdown. Oh, After yeah. the second half, it wasn't even close. It was. So you gave out Virginia. I actually was on, me and Mark both, had, I think, were on UMBC with the spread. UMBC won by 20. We took the 21 points. Yeah. And so we won a little bit of cash on that one. But um, yeah, Chase, it's your, that's a good thing that you manned up and admitted to that, to that pick. Uh, just to recap some other ones. Look, we got down there and we actually got hot, Chase. We, we picked, did. we picked winners all freaking weekend. To be honest, we, we did pretty well, but we did. I gave out some stinkers too. man. That Arizona team. Screw you. Holy cow. Just no show. They could not have looked more disinterested in that game. Wow, they no showed me so hard. I had them minus eight. I had them first half. I once I lost some bucks on them. Michigan State, goodness, Chase. Did, MSU did it to me again. They didn't lose outright. The spread was thirteen. Actually, it come it come down. It's all the way down to thirteen, Chase. When we got there uh, Wednesday night, mm-hmm. I put some more couple shekels on MSU. They were up big late in the game. 
Freaking Bucknell scored 19 points in the last two minutes and three seconds to lose by four. (laughs) Did you hear what I just said? 19 points. I was watching with you. We were like, this isn't going to happen, is it? They had four possessions in a row where they hit threes. Like, it was disgusting. So they didn't end up covering, but luckily I didn't have them money line for like, you know, 100 bucks to win 11 like I did last year. So we gave out a couple of those, but um, Davidson. Man, that was a backdoor cover, if you guys have ever seen one. Davidson covered for his chase, the plus six, which was awesome. We were all over Q's. We were all over Florida State. So we had some bangers. Um, we're, As I, I did give out Stone Cold Steve Austin. They didn't win outright, but they covered. They did like, cover. And, you know, it good, was 11, and they, and they lost by 10. Folks, good teams win. Great teams cover. Nope. Okay, so no one's going to even remember they lost. Everyone <laughs> will remember that they covered that spread. 11 was the spread on that. I like that Stephen F. Austin team, though. They were fun to watch. Yeah, they were great. Big, athletic. Um, So those are kind of what we gave out last week. We've already, you know, short-term memory when we're betting on these games. So we got to start focusing towards this, you know, this weekend. Mm -hmm. We'll put those behind us. Um, Shooters shoot, you know. Can't turn it over if you you don't pass, is what I like to say. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of how I live my life. And so... What else we got this weekend, Chase? So there's some good, there's some really good matchups coming up this weekend. Um, my favorite that I want to give out is going to be, let's see, over here in the. Um, oh, you're going region, huh? Mm-hmm. Is it? South? I don't know what region my games are in. It's good pod, Chase. <laughs> so mine is going to be in the West region. It is Michigan and Texas A&M. Okay. And I believe Michigan's favored by three in that game. Is that right? That's right. Three-point favorites. I like Texas A&M a lot. Um, Texas A&M, to me, they, dude, they, they kind of eked out a win over Providence, which a lot of people liked Providence in that game. A lot of people did. Because Texas A&M has been Jekyll and Hyde all year. Gosh, you know what? These teams, A&M and Tech, are the same ways. Same, like, same team to me. I thought they were both going to get bounced. They're both going to be in the final four now. It's yeah. so hard when you think a team isn't going to be good and then they make a run. It's just like, it's, crazy. it's like Q's. You just a lot hot. of people didn't yep. think Q's should even be in. They're freaking, they've won three they were, tournament games. They were Chase. first four. Yeah. They've won three tournament games. Um, so I just think they're a complete team. Like when they play like they're supposed to, they can beat anybody. And they proved it in the round of 32 when they beat North Carolina yep. by 21, the defending Smoked champions. Them. It wasn't close. And so, it just seems like a team to me that's picking up steam. Now, same can be said about Michigan, right? Blow out Montana in the very first game. Buzzer beater in the second game. Buzzer beaters can give teams huge emotional lifts, and they can feel like they can beat anybody. I just don't. I just think the buck stops um, at Texas with Texas A&M because of their complete teamness. I think Michigan relies on. Um, I'm going to call him Wagner. It's not Wagner. Um, we're in America. Damn it. Um, what about I think they're Dennis al- Schroeder. Yeah, Schroeder <laughs> dropped 40 on the jazz tonight. We'll talk about that later. Um, I just think Texas A&M is a, is a complete team. And if they've been playing like the way they played against North Carolina, obviously watch out. Get so that's, I like them to at least cover. And if, it, if I was betting man, I would even money line them. Gig them. They're, they're balling. Um, I like that one, Chase. So to keep with it here, um, I, it's hard for me. Um, I'm actually rolling with the team that just got hot. A lot of guys uh, 
this was actually a very sexy pick um, in the first round as an upset. A lot of people like this team. I had obviously not watched them a lot. I've heard about one of their players, and now that I've got to watch him, he's a damn problem. And I'm jumping on these Ramblers, man, from Loyola, Chicago. <laughs> Me and sister Jean, bro. We're cheering on we're cheering on Clayton Custer. If you guys haven't watched this kid play, he's a damn baller. So they're going up against Nevada. I wish these teams weren't playing each other. What great stories, right? Like Eric Musselman down by twenty two in the first game, came back and won. Down by was it eighteen in the second game, came yep. back and won. Like incredible performances by that Nevada team. How did nobody talk about General Custer against Admiral Schofield? <laughs> Loyola, Chicago. I mean, two of the greatest names in the tournament. Yeah. So, Chris, RIP in peace to the Vols. They they just ran into a monster, this Loyola, Chicago. General Custer, dude. General Custer. So um, definitely check this game out. Like I said, Eric Musselman's been coaching his ass off. What a, what a fantastic job. Nevada team's really fun to watch, too. I wish they weren't playing each other. I'm going to grab Loyola, Chicago. They're the dog in this game. They're getting two points. I'm going to grab the two points and... Clayton Custer. That's a strong name. I'm going with my boy. Um, Before we jump to the next one, Chase, I actually have another Vegas story. We were going to kind of sprinkle some of these in. Um, Loyola Chicago beat Miami in the first game. Oh, my gosh. I just cringe thinking about this. Miami, I liked Miami as well. But my buddy Mark, bless his heart, walked up to the window to place a Bet on. He didn't walk up. He waited two hours to get to the window. Let's, <laughs> let's tell how Yeah, it is. first day, so a super long line to get up there. He loved Miami. He he was couldn't believe all the love that this Loyola Chicago team's getting, so he was ready to fade them. And Miami's a good team. They're playing a really good conference. They were a six seed. Gets up there to the window, and he goes, um, I want 500 on Miami money line first half. And I want 500 on Miami money line for the game. Now it was a one, it was a two point spread for the game and one point spread for halftime. That's usually how it works. It's usually almost cut in half, right? Mm-hmm. The spread for the first half. So he buys the tickets. He throws down a freaking. He's got a gur on Miami Chase and gets his tickets back. Goes to turn and the and he looks at the first half ticket and the ticket says Miami minus one, and Mark goes, "Hey, I wanted this money line." The dude had the stones to actually say that's close enough, and Mark goes, in his mind, goes, "Oh my gosh, like minus one, they're gonna either be up or you know what I mean, they're gonna be yeah. up or they're whatever." You know where this is going. He doesn't make him change the ticket to a money line ticket. Miami and Loyola Chicago are tied at halftime, which is a loser for Mark's ticket. Five hundred bucks he lost. Then to rub salt in the wound, they ended up losing outright. He lost a gur on Miami. Love you, Mark, baby. And the tie was a buzzer beater. The yeah. tie came as a buzzer beater. It was a runner in the lane, if you remember. Just disgusting. Just yeah. a dagger in the heart. And he could have at least got his five hundred back if he would have yeah. had money line, because it would have been pushed bet. Right. Because no one's up. Yeah. So um <laughs> <laughs> and just the most Mark story ever. Like he yeah. just didn't ask the guy. I to was change sitting it. next to him when the buzzer beat went in, and he just looked at it. Like he just looked like he lost part of his soul. Yeah, he was just like, "Oh my gosh, that really just happened." It A was full disgusting. gur on Miami. So uh, Loyola Chicago. Um, I'm on the bandwagon. 
Yeah, I mean, super fun team. I mean, how can you not love the nun? How can you not love it all? I just want to say real quick, I'm looking here at the bracket. Um, oh, geez, top five, top three, maybe best ever opening weekends of all time. Listen to the seeds we have left, dude. Three, seven, 11, two, uh, one, five, a nine, a four. Then we come up here to the top 11 and seven. That's a loyal Chicago, Nevada, a three and a two. Uh, one and a five, and then a nine and a five. Yeah, you know, like some fantastic. That was a great opening weekend. There's all okay, folks. How many games are played? There's always going to be a couple blowouts, right? But for the most part, a lot of freaking nail biters. Um, and honestly, Chase, we should have seen this coming. This was the first year. Of course, there's one seeds and there's teams that look really strong, mm-hmm. but there was no Kentucky. No dominant there, undefeated teams. Yeah, there was yeah. no exactly. There was no Gonzaga that was thirty and one. Go Cougs. Um, there was, you know what I mean. There weren't yeah. like powerhouses. It really was an open tourney, and this was this was really a tournament where everyone was like, man, anyone could really win it, and that's what we got. I mean, Nova's Nova, Duke, and Kansas. Obviously, I think would be the the three favorites left. Right. Um, man, I don't like that Kansas team though. They're going to win it all just because I don't like them. You are? Because no one likes Grayson Allen except for me. You can jump on Duke. Um, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) I think Nova is such a Nova's looking pretty good. Nova's mean, dude. They really are. They handled business. Um, Kansas is winning it just because I don't like this Kansas team. So if you have any money to throw down, jump on KU, (laughs) rock chalk. So. Um, that was my pick for the, this next weekend. There's some fantastic games, Chase. Um, actually Nova is one I was kind of looking at. They're only five point favorites against West Virginia. Nova has really good guards that Jaron Brunson. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be able to break the press Virginia. And if they can get in the open court, they should be able to put it on them. Right. Five points seems low for Nova in that game to me. Is there anything else that kind of stuck out to you? Duke is the biggest favorite this round. Zone versus zone. Yep, 12-point favorites and, against uh, Syracuse. Hughes, so I think Duke's guards can punish their zone for some reason. Michigan State couldn't figure out how to score against the zone. They couldn't put one of the best players in the country in Miles Bridges in the high post and give him the ball. They couldn't do it, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know why. And it's like, dude, if you're an NBA player and you're a lottery pick – you got to go to the middle of the zone and be able to attack it in two, three. Like, that's high school stuff. And yeah. they could not figure that out. It was wild. Four for 18. Did you see? Okay. Speaking of that, in the second round, Chase, I took Michigan State again because I can't help myself. It's Mr. March, right? Tom he, Izzo. He's been, he's, he's losing that, by the way. Yeah. He's he getting is. bounced. He's trending the wrong way. He's, yeah. these last three tournaments, he's been really bad. Miles Bridges goes four for 18. Let me tell you, folks, Syracuse beat Michigan State. They had three assists. They got out-rebounded 44-24. to They made one three-point shot in a college basketball game and beat Michigan State, who has two NBA players, two top 10 picks on their team. Yeah. College basketball, folks. It, like, no one could have seen that coming. It was the coming. worst game ever. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was so painful, bad. But I was on Michigan <laughs> State there, too. So, um, you know, another one, Chase, I'm kind of looking at. I liked Gonzaga. I gave them out as a long shot. 25 to one before the tourney started. I like Florida state getting five and a half points. Florida state in basketball is just like in football. They're like A&M dude. They have all the athletes. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know how good these guys are at basketball, but when you have five dudes that are six, nine with seven foot wingspans (laughs) and are like physical specimens, 
they just, you know what I mean? Like talent. They're going to compete. Yeah. They're yeah. just, they're monsters. So Florida state can play. Um, I like getting the points against Gonzaga there though. Even though I, I hope Gonzaga wins because of my future, but we really need to correct ourselves. Sorry, Zach blocks him. It's Gonzaga. Gonzaga. My bad. Shout out to Z blocks. Yeah. All right. So, um, anything else you want to cover on March Madness before we jump to the jazz? Um, I think that's it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, just, we'll some, do- just some great Cinderella stories left. There's, there's tons of storylines that are going to happen in the next, this next weekend. I'm super yes. excited about it. Purdue with the dude that, that, uh, got cleared fixed, to play medically fixes his hair after every play though. Did you see that dude? Not Haas. Oh, no, the I'll other seven. No. Purdue has three, seven footers, Jace. Yeah, they're but all they, they're all white and they're all probably dramatic. They all roll out there. It's insane. That's gonna be a good matchup. Um, no, I think that's it. Just in wrapping up here, um, we're gonna do the same thing next week. So we have a couple picks. I'm gonna tweet out a couple more from our podcast Twitter, and you know we'll just keep talking March Madness throughout the rest of the month. So yeah, for sure. Um, and if you guys have any favorites, tweet us, send them over to us. We can talk more about it. Uh, let's jump to the jazz though. Big game tonight. You want to go, wait, you want to go jazz or we should go local first? Yeah. Let's I didn't mean to up. cut yeah. you off, but let's we finish, should go. Yeah. Let's finish that off. So, uh, BYU, um, went to Stanford, NIT. Everyone kind of knew it was the NIT, um, played exactly like they've played all season and made a late run covered. Yay. whoop de doo But ended Bush. up losing at Stanford. Yep. Um, and not, I mean, to some, maybe to some of a surprise, maybe, maybe not a surprise the day after, uh, Heath Schroyer takes a job somewhere else mm-hmm. at, I think, uh, Louisiana. Yeah. And he's gone. So thanks for the one year, Heath Schroyer. I mean, he'd been in the program before, obviously, but I've been on my soapbox about him. Love the defensive intensity he brought. Hated what he did to our offense. Killed I think it. he completely neutered what BYU basketball was. And for me, 2017 is a year of BYU sports that I hope is like burned out of books. Seriously. Both teams, BYU and basketball, can't score. It's the weirdest thing ever. Usually with BYU, it's not about scoring, it's about defense. If we, we can't go- defend. But in this year, more defensive, I mean, BYU, the football team, whatever. But basketball, like we could not score. Hopefully next year we go a little more up and up tempo again and run and gun. Chase, I, I know I keep saying this, but we should be really good next year. We bring back everybody as yeah. long as Yoli doesn't leave. He's uh, going to test the waters, which he has to, but I think he's crazy to enter the draft. There's way better players than him. Yeah. Um, Elijah Bryant will be a senior. He's he's obviously our number one. Yep. Um, TJ will be a junior and I think he needs to make a big leap. I think we get him back to the point guard. We get him back to running, creating for others. Um, I hope we can get Celius back to shooting threes the way he used to, instead of playing a four, an undersized four, for some reason, a lot of things we've got to do. Nick Emery's probably coming back. I just don't, I don't know. I just, I just really hated this year. I just think one year, one more year of experience. These guys are all one year older we should be really good. Yoli yeah. Childs is a really good player. Jock's going to be gone finally, right? <laughs> Possibly Gonzaga's gone. We have no idea. Yeah. Going to be going to be wild. So, so on the on the flip side though, um let's talk about the Utes. Yeah, so they they've been balling. Um they they are into the quarters. Actually, they're coming up here their next game. 
they just smoked LSU. Sorry. They, I mean, they blew, I actually bet on the Utes, <laughs> which is like bittersweet for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I love money more than my hatred for the Utes. So go Utes, you know, <laughs> like we can all agree on something. No, but I did have money on them and they beat LSU by 24, Chase. Like just put up like 94 on them or something. So um, they're looking good. They're into the quarterfinals of the mm-hmm. NIT. And they're actually going to go up against St. Mary's. I have no clue who I'm going to cheer for in that game. That is, that's a disaster. But um, they've been balling. Uh, Larry K got kick, kicked out of that game when he went berserk. But we all know that's his normal behavior. So, <laughs> no, really, all that aside, um, they look like they're built to make a deep run, you know. See, it, it'll be fun to watch them actually play St. Mary's Chase to kind of gauge where BYU's at. Don't you think, in a way, we can kind of maybe learn something from that game? Um, I'm not a say fan yes. of the transitive property. Well, I'm not saying like <laughs> that. I'm not going to say like we beat St. Mary's and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think it'd be interesting to see how who wins that game and if one team can dominate the other to see where they're at. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. It's, for me, it's more about I don't know who I dislike more because I absolutely loathe St. Mary's. Um, I respect Gonzaga, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Randy Bennett and his squad couldn't give two shits about. I don't really care for the Utes, obviously. Um, in this situation, I find myself honestly leaning towards Utah, wanting to win. Just because, I guess, the local over yeah. conference foe. Well, we'll be cheering for them. You know? So, anyways, I, I hope they win. And uh, the way they've been playing, I mean... Let's not kid ourselves. It's the NIT. Like when, when BYU made an NIT run, it was fun. It's fun. It's fun to keep watching your team, but in the back of everybody's minds, they're like, "This is like the secondary tournament." Yeah, you'd give up a ton of. People. You'd give up four NIT wins for one big tourney win. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah first round but, win. But in the when tourney. you're in it, it's fun, and and I'm sure the fans are enjoying it. You get you get a few more home games. You know, it's fun. So good for them. They had their last game at, at the Huntsman. Yep. They won. They're going to go to St. Mary's now. So. Uh, hope they win. We'll keep our eyes out on them, Chase, and we'll or our eyes peeled, and um, you know we'll we'll give an update next week to see what happens. Yeah. Um, that was it for local stuff. BYU's season is over. We'll start looking towards the future with them. We got to get that season out of our that bad taste out of our mouth. Um, Speaking of bad tastes, let's talk about the Jazz. Yes. Um, Jazz had a what a thirteen game, nine game winning streak going into tonight. Yes. And hosted the Hawks, the worst team in the NBA. And what was the last time we played the Hawks? Worst team in the NBA in Atlanta. Got beat by like 15. I'm on record, Chase, on this podcast actually saying that that road loss at Atlanta was the worst loss of the season. I was disgusted. That's when I was actually thinking, man, maybe they're not here in Quinn anymore. Like, we just didn't right. show up. We were questioning everything. It was a terrible game. Yeah. And then that was the last game, and then we went on a tear. Yeah. That and then we went on our like our twenty one and two run. Yeah. And then that all ended, like you said, nine in a row tonight with Atlanta again. And I don't think it's a matchup problem. I think they they had a good scheme where they pressured our guards and left the middle of the court open so that Rudy had to catch the ball high. They wouldn't let him get it right under the hoop. But we couldn't even get the ball down to Rudy because they were pressuring our guards all night. I just think it's more of they played us on two of the our coldest shooting nights. Tonight was disgusting. 
Yeah, and I mean, th- we were. It was. It was okay. This is also a terrible loss. We, we're not. Let's put that. Let's just come out and say it. This was a bad, bad, bad loss. Mm-hmm. Maybe worse than the first loss of right, the Hawks. Right. Um, just where everything is in the playoffs now. Um, but we cut it. They cut us on a night where we went what two for. 34? No, we went two for our last 25. I think we started four for eight. Oh, started four, started four for eight. Went two for our last 25 on threes. Yeah, our two um, for our last 26. NBA leading three-point shooter Joe Ingles, one for eight. Donovan was like one for 10. Donovan, one for 10. Um, I think Ricky hit two, but probably ended up two for six or Royce something. was over three. Royce is struggling shooting. He has been lately. And it's actually kind of hurting us. That three is what us. he needs to hit, and he couldn't hit it. He can't hit it. He's gone cold like the last month, but... um. You know, he does other things that can help you win, but it, he needs to be able to knock Jay, down shots. Jay, same thing. Jay does a lot that helps us, but he needs to be able to knock down a three. He shot. We just got ice yeah, cold, so, and they were wet. They were open looks, Chase. Yeah, it's not like they were contested. It's not like I'm not trying to give – I'm not going to give the Hawks credit for their defense because these were wide open looks. And so besides all that, we catch a night. We catch Dennis Schroeder on a night where he drops 41 course could not miss and kind of made me a little sick um made ricky rubio look like a fool multiple times crossed him up beat, i mean beat anybody that was on him why didn't i i get ricky can defend and but why didn't quinn switch donovan on schroeder at any point in the game maybe i missed that maybe he did felt like he should have tried other guys on schroeder at some point it was weird I don't know. Let Donovan, um, co- like down the stretch even, maybe try Donovan on him and just say, Donovan, we need you to shut him down. Or I don't know. Is he our best perimeter defender? Maybe he's not. I guess it's because Damian Lee was too big for maybe I, I don't know. But, I don't know. <laughs> so, Chase, we, we were cold. Bad loss. It sucks. It was terrible. But we got to it, – it, it sucks to put another loss in the loss column there. But we had one nine in a row. We're still on a tear. We actually go to the Mavericks on Thursday, which – I've said before, and I'll say it again, Rick Carlisle knows how to coach, and that's terrifying. Hopefully, they we get... just lost to the Pelicans by five tonight. So. Yeah. Hopefully, we get back on track. Like, that's a road game in Dallas. The Mavericks scare the hell out of me. Then we go the next night, back-to-back in San Antonio. San Antonio will probably try be trying to... They're desperate. Yep. They're going to try and right the ship. Um, the next four games are terrifying. Then we go... Still on the road, Sunday, Sunday night game in Golden State. I don't know who's going to play in that game. I pray that all four of those guys are out. Hopefully they just keep sitting them. Yeah. Um, and then back home, finally, for that for that no, no Gordon game against the Celtics. So um, obviously we'll talk about some of these games next episode as well, but we've got a tough stretch here. Man, I, I hope I, – I kind of look at that thing, that three-game roadie, and it's like – is that one and two? Would you be happy with one and two now? Two and one's really good. Two and one's probably really good there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are tough games. So, so um, eleven games left. Um, just to give a just to give a, sh- a current look at, we all we all know that one and two are locked up, right? Rockets and Warriors. Blazers are. They're they probably are going to be in the three seed most likely. They're forty four and twenty seven. Then we have the Thunder who lost tonight, um, forty three and thirty. So then we go into Murderer's Row where it's going to be um, Pelicans at 5, 41 and 30. Spurs at 6, 41 and 30. 
Timberwolves at seven, forty-one and thirty-one, and Jazz at eight at forty and thirty-one. Now the dropped Nuggets dropped all the way to eight tonight yep, with that well, one fifth loss. Fifth to eighth. Crazy. Um, Nuggets have kind of dropped out. They're two games behind in the win column. They're thirty-eight and thirty-three. Clippers thirty-seven and thirty-three, and then obviously the massive drop off for the Lakers. So they're not out of it. The Nuggets are not out of it now. With this loss tonight, the Nuggets are creeping. They're looking back. Um, they're looking to make a run as well. But what's scary is, like you said, those next four games. And then we kind of play the same teams again to end the season. We play um, the the Warriors one more time. We play the Spurs again. No, excuse me. We don't play the Warriors again. We play the uh, Timberwolves. We play the Lakers twice, which those need to be wins. But they're playing really well since Alonzo Ball came back. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I'm sorry. We do play the Warriors um, last second, last game of the season, and then of course the Trailblazers to end the season. So, on a back to back in Portland. Yeah, thanks, Sim. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> and yeah, so, I make mean, or break our season. You know, Grizzlies are the worst. The Grizzlies and technically the Mavs. This Mavs team scares me. Please beat the Mavericks, you guys. Um, but the Grizzlies, Mavs, and those two Lakers games are probably our easiest games. But even those, you know, like the, well, the Grizzlies is never easy because they just. They're physical as hell, dude. Yeah. Like, they will beat the shit out of you, yeah. and they don't care if they win or lose. Well, we got we, – Chase, we got a lot that can still happen. I mean, this – what we're talking about is going to change in a week when we come back on. But um, kind of a bummer of a loss. Hopefully, we can right the ship. And, uh, you know, let's – oh, we need to wrap it up with uh, our Vegas edition. Yeah. So, we have a food review. Um, so, after I was the big winner, I surprised the group – it was nice of you. Thought said, you know what? I'm going to buy everybody a steak dinner. And so they said, where are we going? And I said, well, the only steak dinner that I like in Las Vegas, and that's at the Ellis Island. Love it. So why don't you set that up the scene for us a little bit? This is one of your hidden gems of the past few, year, past few years. We go down there. We usually do my birthday dinner at Ellis Island. I, I freaking love it. Um, it's a little casino. It is right next to that world's largest Super 8, right next door. Um, it's <laughs> a, miss it. it's a little teeny casino. It's kind of across from the Ferris wheel and the link on the backside. It's not on the strip. It's on no. the backside. Yep. It's yeah. off the strip, but you can, yeah, you can see the Ferris wheel from there. Um, it's, it's this hidden gem. I love it. Um, we've been doing the same. We've been going there for years. Like I said, look, we've all been, you know, I've been to cut. Okay. I've been to some of these nice places. This is just like those people that go to Vegas, like oh, I want to eat the hundred dollar meal, you know. It's like, okay, yeah. I not for me. Like I <laughs> want to hit blackjack tables. I want to refuel with a nine dollar steak, and I want to get back out there. But um, the the reason why I love it is they have this deal. It's the used to be the steak and beer. They've actually removed the beer, um, but it's a steak. It's a fillet, so there's not. It's a good cut. It's a really good cut of steak. Um, it's a, it's a lean fillet cut mm-hmm. served with these garlic green beans that are awesome mashed potatoes and gravy, but it's the, the dark brown gravy. And then you get this bomb side salad to start things off and it's eight ninety nine. The thing I like about it though, Chase is the atmosphere They've remodeled a little bit recently, but it used to walk. You used to walk into this restaurant. And it looks like a place where like Sam Rothstein would hang out, um, Ace, and some of the guys from Goodfellas. Like there are the leather booths, the big corner leather booths. Yeah. It's got this like '70s lighting and dining, and 
just looks like a place where a mobster would go in and, and make a deal and have a steak, you know? Yeah. So, and, and on top of that, honestly, the food is really, really good. But tell them about the player's card thing, because that's what's so funny to me about it. Oh, so in order to get the deal, you have to get a player's card. And it's like they've had people going there so much over the last five, six years that when you, you like, they don't even have a station. They have a machine that gives you your player's card now. Just prints them out. And it basically just asks you, like, are you here for the steak? And I just said yes. And so it didn't even give me a player's card. It just gave me the, the coupon for the eight ninety nine steak. So yeah, it used to be a steak and beer and it used to be seven ninety nine. and you got a steak and a beer and you could, that did include root beer for the non-alcoholic drinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's a brewery, right? They have a brewery right yes, there. Yes. It's on site brewery. And so, um, they've moved up the price to eight ninety nine, and they don't include the beer anymore. But I mean, it's a $9 steak and you get a you get the salad before you get the mashed potatoes, green beans. It's a Full meal, and it's awesome. It's a lot of food, and it's really good. And there's a little casino while you're waiting. You can play blackjack or yep. craps. It's awesome. Like that is, I don't. I I'm I'm not overselling this by saying like it is my favorite place to go eat in Vegas. Yeah, like absolutely. when you're down there, go to Ellis Island for the steak. Everyone I've sent there has come back to me and said, "Man, that's a freaking awesome steak." Yeah, it's the best. It's a great deal. So it's, it's, the I stand value. by it. Yeah. I stand sure. by it. So my, my big win, um, I think there was about five dudes with us. I think my bill ended up being 75 bucks Yeah, for everybody. So thanks bro. It Appreciate was awesome. It. Um, to Willy Wonka. To Willy Wonka. So that's it. Let's wrap it up, man. Uh, we actually just hit midnight here. So it's no longer your birthday. Can't do the, can't do the episode anymore. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, next week we'll be having a special guest, uh, from BYU football. Looking forward to it. Big time guest. Um, I'm excited. If yeah. you're a bit, if you're a big BYU fan, even if you're not, this guy is super interesting. No. He's gonna have some stories to tell, and we're really excited. So some stories and some takes. It's gonna be great. He's got some hot takes. Yeah. Some insider info. So make sure to follow us on Twitter. We are at Salt City Podcast. Um, I'm uh, at Chasesaurus Clay. At Potato Sack Seven. And remember to uh, follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe on iTunes. We uh, hit that five star rating. Hit the five star. We appreciate all the reviews we can get, and uh, we'll get get us on Twitter. Let us know if we have any takes for us, March Madness picks and whatnot. Uh, but for Clay, I'm Chase. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and have a good night.